welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by Kurt Reffling for a game of Here We Used to Fly. Here We Used to Fly is a GM-less, rules-light tabletop role-playing game about a group of friends nostalgically exploring an abandoned amusement park. Players take on the role of two versions of the same character, one a kid visiting the amusement park for the first time, and the other an adult exploring the amusement park after it's long been abandoned. They discover and revisit each location in the park and play out scenes spotlighting moments of joy, frustration, fear, love, loss, and more. I was so absolutely giddy at the prospect of getting to play this game. First off, old abandoned amusement parks are a thing that I genuinely love a lot. They're an aesthetic I love. They're just a thing I love. I love watching videos about them and learning about their history. Uh, I just think they're neat. And the experience of exploring these things through play and getting to see them through different sets of eyes and just giving each other deep questions and playing out these scenes and getting to know these characters, it's a really, really beautiful experience and I had such absolute fun playing it. This game completely rips. Here We Used to Fly is currently on Kickstarter. You should go back in and make the game a reality. It has fully funded it at the time of this recording. There is about a week left in the Kickstarter, so go back it. Find the link in the show notes, back the game, uh, and get your own copy because this game is beautiful and special. It's got a great list of collaborators, all of whom I really, really like, and I think this game is going to be extremely cool. You can find more information about Here We Used to Fly in the show notes. Now, real quick before we dive in, a special thank you to Caleb Hirth, our newest backer on Patreon. Thank you for supporting the show as well as the games that we create, other podcasts we do, and all of the cool stuff that we've got going on. You can learn more about financially supporting the show at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. And with all that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. I am so very excited to be sitting down with Kurt Reffling. Kurt, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Well, thank you for having me today. I could not be more excited. I have been sitting thinking about this game that we are about to play all day, and it's just, it's got me, it's got me up in my feelings in the best possible way. Uh, so why don't, at the top of the show, you take a moment and let our lovely listeners at home know about what we are playing this week, as well as anything else that you've got going on that you might want them to know about. Sure can. The game that we're going to play today is called Here We Used to Fly. And it explores the story of an abandoned theme park and the bittersweet nostalgia of growing up. Uh, we're going to be playing through as children visiting a theme park and then flashing forwards in time to those same kids grown up exploring that theme park's abandoned grounds. It's a story about nostalgia and change and uh, how the characters will change, too. We both get... I... Yeah. God, I could not be more excited. What a, Like, you sent this my way and, like... Uh, it's uh, theme parks are a thing that I love dearly, and uh, I've just I've been really excited about this all day. <laughs> I mean, so have I. I it's I find it encouraging that I still love playing this game after kickstarting it for whoops after uh, I still love playing this game after playtesting it for months. Ah, <laughs> uh, it is it is when you find that game that like hits in exactly that way. There's really truly nothing better. Yeah. Uh, I can't say that about my own game. That would be a wild impression to give everyone out there. <laughs> I, 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 I will. I will say that about all of my own games. My games are great, and I never get tired of playing with them. Okay, my they, name is Jeff Stormer, great, and though. you can quote me on that. <laughs> they are great games. Ah, uh, I'm really excited. So why don't we go ahead and kick things off? I will. I will hand over the reins to you and take us th uh, take us through the uh, character creation and making the game. Sure. Yeah. 
So the character creation in here we used to fly is a kind of a kind of two part process. Uh, first, we're both going to grab a child playbook, uh, and then we're both going to grab an adult playbook, and those would be the two halves of our character from the past and the present, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. I've got some prefabs uh, struck up that I can use for myself if you want. Uh, otherwise, we can both make our character live on the air, depending on your preference. I I will I will leave that up to you. I think it's up uh, whatever whatever your preference is. I, I am I'm happy to go either way. I know I'm going to be making a character live, but if you want to use a prefab, that is more than okay with me. Great. Well, let's let's zoom in on the character creation process for you and. Uh, yeah, let's let's pick out a couple playbooks for Jeff. That sounds good. Go from that there. sounds good. So, um, talk me through what are my options for child playbooks versus adult playbooks. Uh, all of the playbooks were designed so that they could work with either era. Aha! Uh, and they're all defined by a kind of dominant mood and emotion, a disposition, stuff like content or distant, proud or passionate. Um, you get two of them. <laughs> so I'm thinking this through. Um, if, if we're going to be pulling on, I, if we're going to be pulling on like, uh, like our own childhood nostalgia and our own sort of, uh, feelings, I'm going to pick the two that stand out the most to me in terms of my own, uh, childhood and what I like to think of as my own adulthood. Um, I am going to say, I am going to, I've got to, I've got to pick weird, right? I got to pick weird. Sure. Weird just feels right. It just feels like the way to go. And what do I want to choose for an adult playbook? What? Let me ask you. What are the what are what are what uh, from the prefab that you've chosen? What are the two uh, the two playbooks that you've got? So uh, there's a few that I'm looking at, but the one that I would probably pick goes from proud to frank. Uh, I really like that journey. That's a good. That's a good journey. I am gonna lean in. I was thinking of choosing kind, but that feels too easy, and I feel like I really like passionate, so I am going to take passionate. I do love the passionate playbook. Most of these playbooks were written by my co-designer, Ian Howard, who I just, he, did, he does good work. <laughs> um, cool. So we've got a weird child who turns into a passionate adult. Uh, and for my purposes, I'm going to be um, a proud child who turns into a frank Adult. Now, to create our characters, uh, there's some sort of leading questions uh, with some possible answers or the opportunity to answer it in your own special way. Um, so you should see some questions in front of you there. How I about do. I read out the question and then you can tell me what your answer is? That sounds great. And then I can do exactly the same uh, for yours. And why don't we, uh, we'll work through our child, we'll do our four child questions. Uh, you'll ask me the questions, I'll give you the answers. I'll do the same for your child playbook, and then we'll do the same for our adult. Beautiful. All right. Give me, our, give me my first question. So, you know you're a little different, but weird isn't the word you would use. How do you see yourself? Focused. You have your interests and you know what you like. Is there a specific interest that's captured your character's imagination? I don't think so. I think that there's a trillion different things. Sure. Like I, I picture, and I think this is this ties into the this ties into the the weird, but like it's a different thing every week, right? Like that that vibe of that vibe of a kid that has a different like the like a little bit Gene Belcher. This is me now. Like it's that vibe <laughs> of like 
yeah, this is it. I'm really, really into uh, Kevin Costner's Waterworld. That's my thing this week. <laughs> Next week, we'll have not, we'll have not uh, acknowledged its existence, but this week, I'm into Waterworld. I love that. I've been that. Not specifically Waterworld. That's it's not my journey, but uh, I gotta, love it. I got a toy ad when I was a kid, uh, which dates myself a little bit, but that's fine. Um, I, my, I was, I, I got a toy ad in the paper for a set of Waterworld action figures <laughs> and that captured my imagination like nothing else in my child or adult life ever has, quite frankly. Fascinating. I have not seen the film, but like that, <laughs> that action figures, I was like, this is it. This is going to be my, my defining passion. And then like a week later I lost the newspaper and was like, all right, it's gone. I, I get the vibe. Okay. Perfect. Um. So here's the follow-up question then. What incident cemented your reputation as an oddball? Um So the the obvious answer, the three pre-written answers of the infamous speech you delivered, the discovery of your collection, and when you wore that statement piece every day with every outfit, I feel like it's too easy to go with the discovery of a collection. I think a statement piece every day with every outfit, I think there's a there's a like a month-long period where uh, there's a month-long period where uh, I wore, like, a novelty, like, fedora hat (laughs) with a cartoon character on it. Oh, no! (laughs) Which is a thing that my character did and not a thing that I did for, like, several months in high school. If you knew me in high school, please don't at me about this episode (laughs) i adore this answer for many reasons (laughs) okay yeah that's that's gonna do it that's gonna do it for sure um but you're not just odd right there's a lot of Mm -hmm. facets to you and in spite of your oddities what do your friends love about you i think my friends love about me things are always unpredictable with me around i think that it is um I get into, I think that the tie-in answer to that, going a little bit off of that prompt and, and digging in a little bit, there's a distinct joy that comes from, like, loving something and truly sharing it. And I think that, like, as a child, one of, and maybe, and one of the things that made it, uh, that made me an oddball or made me a little weird was, like, if I loved a thing, I was going to share it. You were going to hear about whatever my latest obsession was. And there's a joy to that of like, well, I guess we're learning a lot about Transformers and, oh, you've brought a bunch of Transformers. Actually, this latest <laughs> line of Transformers is sick, and I think I love this. Good. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> um, okay, so there's one last question, and this one actually ties into uh, the larger book itself, um, because now we, uh, we kind of zoom out to the park and the attractions that are there. Um, so for your character, which park feature feels like a strange second home to you? I'm looking at the list of names, um, which I will read here very rapidly. We have the Log Ride, the Halls of Illusion, Carnival Alley, Boardwalk Beach, Playtime Theater, the Big Coaster, the Petting Zoo, Heritage Train, the River Ride, the Zipway, and the one that I'm, I keep coming back to, which is the Monster's Eye. Is that going to be the one? That's the one. That's there we go. Yeah, it's definitely the monster's eye. That's the one. Perfect. I th- I think that like I think that like 
for a uh, for a kid that I would describe as imaginative, a bunch of weird fantasy monsters on a Ferris wheel feels like that is, and like it like unlike some of the more like narrative rides, I think that this one being just cool weird fantasy <laughs> uh, monsters on a Ferris wheel like captured my imagination in a way that nothing else in the carnival did or in the amusement park did. Now, perhaps there wasn't, but was there perhaps also a bootleg version, a bootleg mural of that character that appeared on your fedora here on this very attraction? Oh, it absolutely is like, I don't even think it was bootleg. I think like, I truly think one of the monsters is the, like, this is a hat. I wore this hat from this amusement park for months. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) This this character, <laughs> I feel for them. Yep, this is all fictional character. Yep, None of this is yep. based on reality. Is what this is. We're role playing, folks. Role playing. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. So, uh, let me read you through uh, our uh, questions about your proud childhood. That would be great. So, what makes you prouder than anything? I think I'm one of those sports kids. You know. I got a bunch of trophies on the wall. I got a bunch of awards hanging around, and I'm just always bragging about it. I could race you to the end of the soccer pitch. No problem. I love that. I absolutely adore that. Um, So, related to that, what poses the biggest threat to your pride? Oh, this one's easy. If you establish this big bragadicio, this this reputation in sport, you can't lose. And so that's, that's always nagging a little bit in the back of my mind, like... Can't let that happen. Oh, um, well, uh, so how do you remind people of your status? Um, I push a little too hard because I really want to win. So I'm, I'm kind of going, going to my limit a little bit. Um, I have a feeling that uh, both of our characters have run around in the same schoolyard. Uh, but for me, it was to prove something. And it, for you, it was because you run just like that one cartoon character. Absolutely like that one cartoon character. Um, And so what park feature do you treat as your own personal playground? I think I love like the adrenaline of the zipway, which is a kind of like series of zip lines that go through the park. But I also think that I like that it feels like a physical thing, but I don't actually, for once, I can just let go and let it happen. You know, I'm going to ride there and I will just get there. So I have one final question for you uh, as we move from childhood into adulthood. Um, I want to build off of that what you just I want to build off of what you said a moment ago because it was beautiful and I really want to like get to know both of these characters a little bit. We both ran around the playground a lot and I imagine that like we both saw one another uh, running around the playground a lot. Like what what was your character's impression of my character? Did we were we like accidental friends? Did did we did we annoy each other? Like what was what do you picture as your character's like impulse uh re- read of my character in childhood? I would say I probably feel like we're friends partly because we can like we can deal with each other. You know, we both have a lot of energy, we both have a lot of gumption, we're we're big on stuff. Uh and so as a result of that, maybe like yeah, we got other friends, but if everybody else is like, ah, oh, geez, <laughs> that, you two are kind of a lot, you know, we can still be a lot together. And maybe that's part I, of it. 
truly, truly love that with all of my heart. I think that there's something really, really nice about, like, uh, these kids that don't seem like they would be friends at all, but, like, they just have that sort of vibe and that sort of energy where it's like, yeah, the, you're you're the you're the person that can that can keep up with me. So I guess that makes us friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So that brings us into our adult playbooks. I have chosen passionate. Do you want to read uh, the questions associated with passionate? I certainly do. Um well, I guess let's let's give a little intro. Uh, your passionate character has big feelings, love, hate, joy, fear. It's all there swirled up together like a tilt-a-whirl. So my first question for you is how do you feel about your passion? I think this character, as he grew up, I think proud is the one that I want to go with. I think it's it's maybe a little bit also it's embarrassing. Nobody else is such a mess. But like, I think what it is more than anything is like, I is, I, I think as I got older, it became a thing of, I like a lot of stuff. I think that it was more than anything, um, in like, uh, in adulthood, it became that thing uh you ever known one of those people that just knows everything and like ha- like you have that conversation where you're like yeah i saw this like weird foreign art film and they're <laughs> like oh that's a great movie like i love that and you're like how did you how, how did you, you know fun? yeah i think that i think that this character grew up to become that kind of person almost a little obnoxiously and like <laughs> like it gets embarrassed when it gets called out but like always does have a little bit of a like is always very excited to share that thing when you find that thing i love that through line with your childhood self always flitting from interest to interest now you've got a knowledge base baby yeah exactly i think that it it it, and i think that it kind of it's kind of a cycle right like that became a thing that like like uh it allowed him to grow up a little bit being like oh i guess i do have like a base of knowledge and it became a confidence thing great i like that Um, so then I should know about the other side of you. When's the last time you cried? Oh, when is the last time I cried? Um, I like that all three of the answers are yesterday. (laughs) I like that no matter what, it's not like I haven't cried in a while. It's like, no, you cried yesterday. You be honest. Um, I am going to actually choose other here. Please. Um, and say, um, a song came on my spotify is it it, like that is it itself emotional but reminded me of an emotional scene in a movie (laughs) and like that's the thing that like it's it's one of those like you you hear you see a thing or you hear a thing and it activates three separate nested memories (laughs) and that's the thing that got you yeah yeah i think that makes so much sense for what we know about the character um okay so you got a lot going on. What response to your emotions gets on your nerves? I think the thing that gets on my nerves the most is I think it's people who shame me for expressing myself. I think that like that part no matter how hard I like try and no matter how much I have grown, that's the thing that still like gets me. Or like still gets under my skin, right? Like I'm still like I think that I'm still that same little kid that had a bunch of passions that like were sometimes off-putting to people, and 
like, if that comes up, I get defensive. Sure. I read you. Yeah. Um, okay. So, taking it home here, which park feature are you always first in line for? I think as an adult. Now, we can always make this, you know, a were you always first in line for, because, sure. you know, the past exists. I I I am going to say whether it's whether it's were or are the answer that I'm going to go with is playtime theater. Nice. And I think that there's a few reasons. Uh one being like uh playtime theater like I imagine I imagine that like I have come become friends with some of the performers over the years um Ooh. or you know or I was friends with them before the park closed we can kind of decide timing in a bit but like I imagine I knew some of the performers. I imagine that, like, I I liked seeing what shows they were putting on in this weird child's theater. Huh? It was a lot of, like, uh, it almost has a little bit of, like, Rocky Horror energy to it because it's this weird low-rent children's theater that, like, yes. sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes some, they just put on a really weird show and like you kind of got to see it. And I think that it 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 indulges me. Uh, you have like playbooks for playbills for like Monsters Boogie, October, you know, blah, blah, thousand and blah, right? <laughs> Tucked the, away. The, the, the Monsters Boogie revival that they did where they added a bunch of extra songs is the weirdest show because like, <laughs> it's like kind of campy, but they added a bunch of very serious pop songs. It is a strange experience to watch. And it was one of the greatest nights of my life. Well, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, that's what tipped you over the edge when you heard it recently, wasn't it? It was indeed. It was indeed. Just one of those pop songs waiting for you. <laughs> it hit me. It hit me like a ton of bricks. Great. Uh, well, the last question for your character is, of course, the hardest, which is what is your character's name and what are their pronouns? My character's name is... I'm going to go Zach Bixby. That's a heck of a name. Nice. I'm going to go Zach Bixby, he, his pronouns. Sure. What a snappy name. Ugh. Feels good. Feels good. Yeah. Popped in. Sometimes sometimes you grab the first name that feels right and you run with it. Great. All right. So let me read you. Uh, let me get to know your character's adulthood as you've become frank. You take pride in being brutally honest. You're blunt and candid, sometimes at the expense of people's feelings. So let me ask you, why are you committed to being honest? Um. Well, it was kind of hard to fall from grace a little bit. If you're, I know I wasn't like a child star or anything, but I was something, right? And so struggling with the fallout from that, I just feel like the world's hard enough without people lying to each other. We might as well just give it to folks straight. That's what I'd want anyway. I love that. I really, really love that. And so uh, follow up question, in what way has your bluntness actually been helpful? Um, I think I entered a profession where that level of candor is important. I don't think it's a life or death kind of situation. I think maybe I'm in like data management. And so if you're not being 100% clear about the status of things or some server, then you're just going to be in a world of trouble. Um, it's kind of a boring job, but it works well with me, I think. I adore that. Um, so who was the last person you lied to? Oh, this is kind of a tough one. Um, it was my ex. Uh, I told them that I didn't love them anymore. 
Hoofa. Damn. So, uh, what park feature will you argue for hours is objectively the best? I kind of just appreciate moments of quiet now more than I used to. So, I think it's Boardwalk Beach. Boardwalk Beach has always been a welcoming place to me. And you know what? It had rolling hills I loved to run around on as a kid. So, I remember that fondly. I that's great. I can I throw I I I've got a really clear picture of how we relate as adults. Please. I I think I think it's it's really nice. I like the way that we've both grown and I think that like there's a really beautiful element of uh like we've both grown. I think I think it's grown from like friendship into respect is the best way to describe it. And I think part of that is you being someone that is committed to, like, calling it like it is and telling the truth, not because you want to feel better, but because, like, it's 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 your form of kindness. Right. And I think that uh, I imagine that Zach sometimes slips into know it all ism. <laughs> and I think, like, you know, be like, I think that that having somebody to kind of call that out is like a very it. It doesn't always feel great, but it does. It is the kind of thing that makes you respect someone of like, you know what? I appreciate it. And so the idea that like we've both kind of mellowed out a little bit, but in these ways that are kind of us like leaning into these these parts of ourselves, it I feel it feels great that we both are kind of like we I think we both see that growth and appreciate it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um Oh, and my character's name is Andrea. Uh, she, her pronouns, uh, Andrea Pallet. Ah, uh, that's a great name. All right, so we've met our characters, and now uh, we're going to go through the cycle of play, which is going uh, to say we're going to choose an attraction. We're going to outline how it looked in the park's heyday. We will have some scenes as kids. Then we will uh, lay out how it looks after it's been abandoned and then play out some scenes as adults. Sure will. Um. Great. Then we're uh, we're all good to go. So we just jump right in uh, with our first attraction. Do you have an attraction you want to dig into? Oof. Oh, I almost just want to go straight to the monster's eye because I think that feels good. That feels really, really good. Okay, great. I will transplant it to our little personal play area, and then uh, we will we'll go for it. Um. So the monster's eye is a massive Ferris wheel with a kitschy fantasy theme. Uh, we're going to choose three of these elements to, to set it up, to build the world of this place. Uh, do you want me to read out the uh, list or just should we grab some? Um, I, I can read out. I'll read out the list real quick. We've got cars swinging in the breeze, locking bars coming down, a grotesque ogre or ghastly witch, a jaunty tune played on a loop, never a long line, and searingly bright lights. Uh, I am going to immediately uh, say we've got to have uh, a grotesque ogre, uh, and I'm even going to change this and say and. I want both of those <laughs> things on here. I I want this to be the ride that like you look at and you're like they put too much energy into designing these <laughs> these things. Did your hat have one of them or both of them on I it? I think it had the I think it had the ogre on it. I think the ogre was kind of the 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 merch seller. Sure. Everyone loves a good ogre. <laughs> it, it's, it's what the kids love. The kids love ogres. Okay. In that case, I'm going to grab a jaunty tune played on a loop. And I think this is actually like it got reused as the park's sort of theme in commercials. Uh, unofficially, this is the park's anthem, I think. 
That's great. I love that. I I adore it. That's wonderful. Um, and the other one that I want to choose is I'm actually gonna go with Never a Long Line. It, I like that this is not like it's a Ferris wheel, so it's not like especially this is this is I think the moment where I bring up the I bring up a little bit of a little bit of Jeff Stormer deep lore slash uh slash New Jersey legend. <laughs> Uh, so I grew up in New Jersey, and I've never been to the particular park that I am thinking of, but, like, it looms large in my brain, uh, because I grew up in the par- in the shadow of a theme park called Action Park, which famously got shut down because it caused so many injuries that it became known as Traction Park. <laughs> uh, and so, like, I almost envision that, like, there are no shortage of rides that people would rather go on other than kind of the boring Ferris wheel. So this is not only a ride that you're big into, it's also uncool, which makes so much sense to me. It does. It does. I enjoy the idea that, like, I gravitated specifically to the thing that not a lot of other people were hanging around. (laughs) And I'm like, because this is the one with the ogre! So, uh, did either of us swear this ride was really scary? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that I thought it was fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is the word that I, is the the word that like 10-year-old Zach would say is like this is like he would bust out the cuss words for for how cool Whoa. he thought this was. I don't think he thought it was scary. <laughs> I think maybe maybe Andrea didn't really think this was like a proper ride though. Cuz sure, I mean sure, it's sure. just it's a not, Ferris wheel. You're kind of sitting in a chair. <laughs> but of course we are the only ones who can go to the theme park with each other. I feel like the energy's too big for anyone else. So, whatever. You know, we'll go on each other's rides. That's just part of the deal. That's the arrangement. That's, that's the deal. That's the deal. Cool. Okay. So, we have a set of scene prompts to choose from. And each of us is going to get a turn being the kind of uh, the focal point of the scene. Now, you can have a scene where it's just sort of you doing your own thing, a little narration, or we can, of course, both be in it exploring our relationship in the place. Uh, your scene just gotta have you. Hmm. I want this scene... I would like this scene to have both of us. Yeah. And I want the scene prompted to be standing up even though you're not supposed to. <laughs> okay. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, how many times had we ridden the monster's eye before you got the idea to stand up and like try to climb off like try to like do whatever you decide you want to do but like before you got the idea to stand up how many times had we gone on the monster's eye i think um i think this is maybe round three uh today and uh and that was when i was like oh i know what to do (laughs) i know what's gonna make this an experience it's not only bearable but way more fun. <laughs> uh, are you on team standing up? Is that a cool idea? Or do you think, um, do you think Zach's maybe like, come on, they're going to kick us off. I think Zach, uh, I think Zach starts at team. They're going to kick us off. And then eventually, and then like, I think, cause I think what happens is like you stand up, Zach immediately freaks out. We get to the top of the coaster and I see you standing and I look around and then there, then like there's that moment where I very tentatively stand up, almost just in time, like barely, like just shy of missing my opportunity to stand up from the top of the Ferris wheel. Yeah, like uh, 
like is the last possible moment to like catch the view standing up from the top of the ferris wheel oh let's zoom in there for a second i feel like andrea fists pumping in the air is just like full-on hollering out here like yes this is how you're supposed to do it mm. they're gonna kick us off they're gonna kick us off they're gonna kick they're us not off. gonna kick us off they can't kick us off because we're at the top and so if we got kicked off we'd be at the bottom and that's not how ferris wheels work <laughs> well we're gonna go to the bottom and they're gonna kick us off now it's come on zach come on and i think like i i genuinely think that's all it takes to push <laughs> zach like, and I think I love that about our friendship, right? Is that like all it takes is for you to just like it's a it's a it's a cardboard cutout in the wind, right? Like you give it a, you give it a gentle nudge, and it's 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 folded over. So I think Zach like here's that is like okay, okay, okay. How does how does uh, Andrea react when like the car is shaking a lot as it takes Zach some effort to stand up? Oh, I think. Um, I think leans into the wobbling of it and gives it a little gusto like a swing set. Makes it worse, for sure. <laughs> oh, it makes it much worse for Zach. I think Zach, like, you do that and Zach, like, sits down for a second and then shakes his head like, nope, okay, 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 okay. Uh, stands up and, like, Zach is also adding gusto, but just because he's so afraid that his arms are out oh, and no. he's, like, he's just wiggling. So, like, it is not safe for us to be up here at this moment. <laughs> Come on, come on. Pretend you're from that show. That show, um, uh, the one you always mention. You're that- you- Oh, uh, 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 Sky Station. Yes, 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 Sky Station, Sky Station, Sky Station. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, you're like the Sky Station guy. You've got a, you've got a cool ride, and we're, uh, you're shooting, were there lasers? Zach, I don't remember if there were lasers. It's- well, it's like a station viewing Earth, and they're, they're kind of a research t- uh, uh, it's fine, it's fine. Oh, oh, my, oh. We must study the world below and take it in for its beauty. Oh my god, we're so high. Yes! Oh my god, this rules. <laughs> this rules. This rules. And I think we'll just cut it right there with that moment as as outlined. I love that. I adore that. I truly truly adore that. Okay, I feel like this dovetail right into my scene. Uh, I know what this is going to be. We've been swinging too much. <laughs> this, this was too much. And so we don't get kicked off. I'm grabbing the scene prompt stuck at the top. I think all of a sudden with this big lurch, there's there's this big mechanical sound. Uh, and the machine just maybe some auto stop got triggered because it was moving too much. And it just like. Zach, with a level of speed and grace that you will in your life never see again. <laughs> effortlessly like drops down and slides back into the seat holds the bar for dear life like if it were a cartoon there would be a puff of smoke for him to be back in position <laughs> come on this just means we get to look for longer uh, i don't want to i don't want them to get up here and then kick us off they're not gonna climb up zach come on well then how are they gonna get us down and then i think andrea actually has to think for a second she's like i don't know and then a small part of her is a little nervous, too. And she slowly sits back down. And I think that, like, we sit for a long time before Zach just kind of quietly goes, Hey, 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 Andrea, Andrea. Yeah. That that ruled, right? That was cool as hell, right? Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Great. <laughs> if anybody asks, they didn't. If anybody asks, we didn't do this. 
this the the ride just broke. It just broke. Yeah. It just broke. Yeah. Or maybe we did do it, but we can't say unless it, we're talking to someone who would understand how cool that is. Well, yeah, obviously if like if if somebody if we if we want to tell the kids, like that's fine. If we want to if we want to tell Jerry, like he's so fucking cool. Jerry's so cool. He's so cool. <sighs> we got to tell I mean we got to tell Jerry, but like everybody else it just broke. Okay, pinky promise. Pinky promise. And we'll close on that. <laughs> That's great. That's perfect. Cool. So, now we're going to flash forward. And just like that, we have entered the adult phase of this uh, of this little story. Flashing forward to our characters, uh, exploring the abandoned park. Whose idea do you think it was to come out here? I... I feel like it's easy to say that it's my idea. Nothing wrong with so easy. What I, <laughs> what I wanna, so what I want to throw instead, I, I think that the more interesting option to me is to ask you, why was it Andrea's idea? Okay, throwing it back at me. Um, I think Andrea felt like this place is kind of unfinished business for her. Maybe right before... Um, Right before things got a little harder for her, um, right before her fall from grace, I guess, uh, she went here for the last time. And so that aspect of it, it just, it feels like a place she wants to go back to. She wants to explore that, that time in her life where it did feel easy. Um, and of course she wants you to come because who else would come? I, 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 I think that like the briefest moment that we get like, I don't think you even had to ask. Like, I think that you were going to, but like before you asked, it was just like, all right, when we when are we going? <laughs> Good. Um so, so uh let's let's outline our uh let's lay out what the attraction looks like in adulthood. We've got we've got three uh we've got a list of prompts. Why don't you read us the prompts and then we'll we'll choose three of them. Sure. We've got monsters made of peeling paint, an open car to sit inside. Burned out light bulbs as big as your fist, the cassette tape of that old tune, a life-size statue of something horrible, rusted struts and shattered windows. I so, what do you want to put in first? Why don't you pick two of these? Because I picked two of the last one. Makes sense to me. Um, based on what we established in the childhood scene, I kind of want it to be like. I need that cassette tape. I de desperately need that old tune to be here. <laughs> and yeah, 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 yeah. I want to add in. There's got to be a life-size statue, right? Like we, like I can't not have the ogre there, right? There fully does need to be the <laughs> ogre there. <laughs> and then I feel like, oh, oh, it's an open car to sit inside. And I 100%. think the number of the car, because of course you would remember this. Of course you'd remember this, Zach. The number of the car is the one that we rode on that fateful day. Oh, I adore that. That's wonderful. Uh, so we've got some scene prompts, and we're each going to have one, just like before. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I'm going to lead us in this one and grab... Uh, oof. I think, I think we'll pick... Still works. <laughs> That's great. Um, I get the immediate visual of 
like I think Zach is the one that hits a button to like hit like casually like like runs a lever or like hits a button and then it starts going and just like is completely any facade of cool that Zach had is dropped immediately when the thing starts to move. Oh my god! No, did that just? Did- no way! <laughs> I can't believe this! Holy shit, Zach! Yo. And I think we hear like the tape, the old tape is playing and it's synced to the speed of the uh of the ride which is going too slowly. So it's this slow warbling version. <laughs> For some reason programmed that way. Andrea's like, "I can't. I told you it wouldn't work and I should have been right." No way. I can't. You should have been right. This should not have happened. Do you see that? <laughs> The ogre's eyes are blinking. <laughs> oh, Mike. You think they have hats around here? Can I get like an adult hat? What's an- I can still pull Zach, it off, what's right? an adult hat? Oh my God, your fedora? Like a, yeah, like an adult version. I could probably pull it off. You could not pull it off. You would look terrible. I looked terrible back then, but that didn't stop me. It really didn't. Don't, though. <laughs> oh, all right, all right, all right. Maybe I'll find a t-shirt. It's fine. Sure. T-shirts are fine. Um- I think all the while, like, the it's not little, like, LEDs in an ogre's eyeballs. It's, like, two of those big, like, uh, huge bulbs, <laughs> huge incandescent bulbs that are just, like, and it's casting the shadow all over the booth. Um, Andrea turns to Zach and says, we shouldn't ride it. Right. Oh, oh, without a doubt. That's ter- that, That's a terrible idea. It's dangerous. It's going to get us in trouble. It's going to get us hurt. Mm, maybe we're we not should, kids though. anymore. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna like I like I, I, I say all of that, recognizing that we're going to, but I'm acknowledging that we shouldn't. OK, acknowledged. We shouldn't. I agree. You are correct. Let's go. And I, I, <laughs> I would actually love to immediately call for another like the next scene. That would be perfect. Because uh, the thing that you said about it being, like, slow, like, slower than it should be gave me an idea. Uh, I think, like, as as you start to get on it, I think Zach sees, like, a lever and looks at you and is like, hey, Andrea. Yeah. Remember how you never thought this was a ride before? <laughs> it wasn't. And I push the <laughs> lever as high as it can go, do a running leap, jump into the chair, <laughs> and, like, it goes faster than it has any right <laughs> can we just have like like a big zoom out and like andrea's scream out into the empty park <laughs> and zach's face is like frozen in the most childlike delight that he has ever had of like this is a terrible idea and we should not have done it and like eventually it like comes to a stop as like the i think it's it's tied to it's tied to the cassette, right? Like it plays the like three minute song and like at the end of the three minutes, but we've sped it up so that it's like a, it's like a minute and a half. <laughs> yes. And we're just like stumble out of it. Fuck. Okay. All right. I guess it's going to be like that tonight, huh? <laughs> oh, you know it. Oh, I love this place and I'm going to miss it. Okay. Let's call it scene. Oh, I love that you seeded the idea that it's going to be gone. That's great. Maybe it's getting torn down. Well, well, like, I think it. I, I think it is that. I, I I think that feels that feels very right. Okay. Oh, that's good. Okay, we are done with the monster's eye, and that means that we flash back to childhood again. We are going to grab a new attraction and uh, rewind. Uh, 
Would you like to grab uh, one of the two attractions from your character, from your character's playbook? Yeah. Or from yeah, your that makes sense to me. Um, so Andrea's child one is the Zipway, and adult one is Boardwalk Beach. I think after that excitement, <laughs> let's, uh, let's shift gears and check out Boardwalk Beach. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, Boardwalk Beach uh, in the park's prime again. So this is a quiet space away from the attractions, and we are going to choose three of the following. Cool breezes from across the water, white tents for private events, a grassy hill perfect for rolling down, picnic tables and droning wasps, an unofficial swimming area, and or scattered historical buildings from the old village. I think we need that grassy hill. I think we need that grassy hill. So can I pitch one of these uh, prompts and build off of it a little bit. Oh, please do. Can I tell you about my favorite thing in uh, Walt Disney World? Yeah. There's a shutdown water park that you can see through a gap in a fence. No way. Yeah, it's, um, I wish I'd remembered the name of it. Jen, who might edit this episode, is gonna, he's gonna yell at me from the other room, <laughs> but, um, you, there is, like, there was a park that was, like, a water park that was shut down in the 90s, and, like, they never tore it down, so, like, you can, if you, like, go to, um, I think it's, like, the front, I think it's Frontierland, and peek through a fence, you can, uh, you can see it. Like, you can see it. We took pictures of it when we went for our honeymoon. River Country, that is the name of it. You can see photos of it if you Google Walt Disney World River Country. And, like, you can just peer through a fence at it, and it's just, like, busted and old. And I think it was like that in our childhood. Like, there was... Uh, an unofficial swimming area and like beyond it there was like a section of the park that had been shut down oh i'm looking at it now yeah yeah i get the vibe <laughs> that's great yeah 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 okay so we've got a, a f so this is like a formerly formerly a park attraction and then who knows maybe they didn't even maybe they didn't want to spring for lifeguards <laughs> yeah yeah and so like but like it's a it's it's there and you can like see a part of it. So if you go like around back. Okay. That's great. Um let's just grab cool breezes from across the water then and tie that it. That feels together. good. That feels good. Okay. Who loved the quiet moments best? <laughs> Our kids. <laughs> quiet moments. Did, did I did either of us is the quiet I you know what? I actually think um I actually think Zach loved a good like a loved a good quiet moment. I think um Zach is absolutely the kind of kid that would bring a comic book to a theme park. Oh, I like that. That makes sense to me. And I get out some of my energy running around and you uh maybe have a chance to collect yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think that feels good. That feels great. Okay. And did did this place feel restful or lonely? I think it felt restful. I think it was, it was, it was our, like, it was our collective place out of the way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which actually kind of makes, like, I know that we're going to get to the adult scenes in a bit, but, like, the visual of, of us, like, that we get the briefest shot of us, like, coming back here after we had that experience on the, the Ferris wheel, like, captures that restful vibe. Yeah. We, uh, we're kind of walking towards the, the, uh, boardwalk beach and uh as we watch it sort of dissolves into this former state uh the daytime out there um i think i'm gonna grab i think i just want gently reprimanded for swimming 
Um, so here's how I see this playing out. I feel like um, we've kind of snuck around like the very loose barrier because maybe it's only closed officially for like legal reasons. Like don't drown in here, kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, it's, I mean, if it, if we're leaning into the action park energy, it's absolutely, hey, don't drown, but uh, you'll be fine. <laughs> so um, I fully think that I brought like a swimsuit or like wore it under my clothes or whatever. And I'm just planning on being damp for the rest of the day. And so I'm, I'm like right in, just, just dive right in there. And then I guess you have your comic book. So Andrea just turns around and it's like, come in this time. Um, I think that like, I think this is a moment where you kind of like you, you have to yell it twice because I'm like, some are I'm already so deep into into the book that like it takes a minute for me to kind of like snap back to reality and like with a groan I'm like I just I really want to see how this issue ends uh and I kind of get up I take my shirt off like I I got my swim trunks on I'm like I got to untie my sneakers and I kind of like um as I'm about to like one foot in, the other foot in is when I think we get caught. Because I think it's that I took a very long time to actually get into the water. Yeah, there's like this, um, there's an area where you're clearly not in the water. You can't really be seen well in the water, but you're so slow <laughs> that you're mm-hmm. clearly on the verge of it. Um, and we're going to like Charlie Brown the adults in this game. So we don't need to explore what is actually said. Um, but I think you get a heck of a stink eye from uh, Andrea. It's just like, I told you to get in. I was getting ready. I didn't want to get my shoes wet. <sighs> your shoes are always wet because your feet are sweaty. Yeah, well, then I didn't want to get them wetter. <sighs> Gross. Mumble, mumble, sweaty feet. Mumble, mumble. Won't swim. <laughs> won't read my. Won't let me read my comic books. And we're getting like ushered, um, sort of bickering as we're ushered uh, back to the other part of the beach. And like ever so slightly more effort is made to kind of clearly, I don't know, close whatever gate is easy to slip through or whatever. And we'll, we'll, we'll call that that little scene. I like that. I really, really like that. And I think the scene I want to grab is uh, I want to I see a scene of fireworks over the bay. Yeah. I want to ask you a question. How long was it before? How long was it after that moment until we did successfully sneak into the swimming area? <laughs> I think it was... Because we're going back, right? (laughs) Yeah, maybe we waited until nightfall and then we're distracted by this this element you're introducing. That's good. I like that. I like that. I I, I think that the visual of us sneaking in and then immediately like seeing the fireworks is very, very beautiful to me. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it's also just so happens to be the perfect view. And for once, like... Andrea's hands are already like in position to go like swimsuit mode, but then she's like, oh, whoa. And for the first time, maybe all day, she's quiet. And I think that you're in that moment for a moment before Zach does a running cannonball into the water (laughs) and it just explodes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy with that being the whole scene, actually. I am as well. I think that. The one other detail that I do want to add yeah. is uh, as we watch, a firework does go off a little bit too closely to us. <laughs> not enough to hurt us, but like 
in the vein, in that action park vein, like, we're like, oh, that actually might be part of why they shut this park down, <laughs> is because it's kind of, it's a little bit too close to where the fireworks are going. <laughs> yeah, definitely happens. We're not scorched, but. No, but like, it's, 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 it's far enough that it's like, that we're safe, but close enough that we're like, oh, that, that could be bad. <laughs> Even as children, we're like, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Great. Okay. Boardwalk Beach. As adults, what are we working with here, Jeff? Uh, we've got fenced off water. We fenced off for waterfront condos. We've got reeds growing through boards. We've got someone fishing. A view all the way to the harbor. Nothing really changed, or a park branded speedboat hull rotted through. Gotta have someone fishing. I gotta have. I gotta have somebody fishing. <laughs> I think. Um, you know what? Waterfront condos ties into our. They're going to tear it down. That actually really, really does. That really, really does. Okay. And then if I could choose the third, I kind of like nothing really changed outside of that. I think that like this being more of a, an environmental attraction, I kind of like that. Like it doesn't look like it hasn't aged in the way that a lot of the rest of the park has. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me. (laughs) So my impulse of course, is to reach for time for refreshments. I mean, that was also my impulse, which I think says something. <laughs> Do you want to lead us off with that then? Uh, yeah, I think that like we get here, we see us get here. Um, there is uh, like a picnic table. Um, and I think that like we find ourselves sitting and staring out at the view over the water of the river or like the, the, yeah, the river where there's the riverfront condos. And I think I pull a flask out of my, I pull a flask out of my jacket pocket and knowing that you're going to snatch it before I, before I offer it, I just extend my hand. Yep. (laughs) Makes sense. I think, uh, Andrea, Andrea takes it, you know, takes an enthusiastic swig. Um, neither of us drove here. You can't really drive here very well. Massive parking lot, but poorly connected to infrastructure. (laughs) And so, yeah, I think it's kind of theatrical. You get like an, ah, after. She says, this is terrible, actually. <laughs> what is this? Uh, <laughs> uh, what did they call it? Uh, what did they call it? Junkyard fight, I think? I- you bought junkyard <laughs> fight? Bixby, come on. Listen, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not, in case we get caught, in case I get my flask confiscated, I at least don't want to spend good money on booze. Uh, she gives you a kind of, <laughs> kind of nod of acknowledgement, like, oh, okay. <laughs> that, all right, that jives. <laughs> uh, and then I take a swig. Oh, wow, that actually is so much worse than I thought. Uh, but, and yet, Andrea reaches over, takes another swig, and is like, but I'm not going to turn it down. I mean, let's be honest. No, absolutely not. Uh, Sits down and maybe just something that never would have happened in childhood happens, which is just a a quiet moment looking out over the water. Just perfect stillness from the both of us. Yeah. Um, Oh, I I have an idea. Yeah, hit me. I think I want my scene to be finally appreciating the view. And I think I want to take it in a bit of a left turn. I think maybe... I think maybe Andrea's looking at Zach a little differently. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Does that jive with you? Are you uh That's I'm 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 okay. Thank you for checking in. And yes, I'm all right with that. I appreciate this. Of course. Um yeah. I think I think Andrea gives gives Zach a look. She says like, you know, we've been friends a long time. Yeah. I just I don't know. We're not the same people we used to be. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I think we're more the same than either of us wants to admit. She laughs um, good-naturedly and says, No, I don't know if you're really getting it. What I'm trying to say is, and I think at that moment, uh, Andrea's phone rings. She looks down and she's like, uh, It's my ex. Oh, uh, just, do you, do you, do you, listen, you know the offer's on the table if you want me to just write a string of profanity. That's not, uh, I don't want you to do that. I know, I know. He still I matters. I you still care about him. He still matters. I know. I'm just, it, the offer's on the table if you want it. Okay. Well, whatever. It's kind of harshing my vibe. Let's, uh, let's check out what else is here, okay? All right. That sounds great. Cool. And I think as we're starting to leave, I think Zach gets up and like kind of is following behind Andrea and then like stop. We get like a close up of his face and stops as his eyes go wide as like the light of recognition hits. <laughs> just then it's like, oh, cool. Huh. <laughs> All right. Um, let's choose. Do we want to do one more attraction? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Do you have one that you want to pull on? I do love your connection to Playtime Theater. I feel like we kind of have to go. I think that feels good. That feels good. Cool. I will. And then if we have time, if we if we've got time, if we depending on how quick, depending on how we how we walk through this one, we might do we might do uh, the zip line as well. Sure. Well, we can see uh, <laughs> how climactic it feels and where we're at. That feels good. Yeah. That feel. We'll see. We'll 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 discover it and play. Great. Playtime Theater. Described as live entertainment, especially for kids. Uh, choose three. A concessions stand with wild snacks. Heavy use of the park's fuzzy mascot. Sing-alongs and active shows. Late night dances for teens. Spotlights and disco balls. And actually pretty funny shows. What do you think? I, I mean, I gotta go actually pretty funny shows. I think we've already, we've already canonically established that, and I'm just happy that the prompt is there. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to grab spotlights and disco balls because I can't let this place be too cool. <laughs> no, that feels, that feels, that feels good. And I also feel like building off of that heavy use of the park's fuzzy mascot, <laughs> equally funny. Who felt like they were already a little too old for this? Well, it's Andrea or nobody because you loved this place, right? I, I maybe want to even say maybe both of us. I think that like part of the joy of it, especially for, for Zach, especially as he got older, was that like, not exactly. Like it's not. It's not cool, and it's not something that like is designed for adults. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so we're in that awkward phase, maybe, where it's like we're no longer its intended audience, but we're a little too close to it to face yeah. that truth. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Okay. Uh, what was okay? I gotta ask you this. What was the best show that happened here? Um, the best show that happened here was. It's, it was called Super Playtime Explosion. <laughs> and it was like a superhero themed uh, show. They put the mascot in a cape. There was a fight scene. Oh there my were God. pyrotechnics, which were very ill-advised. Like, 
it was the it was the wildest, most over ambitious show that has ever been put on at a child's theater at a theme park. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> That's so big. <laughs> It was so much bigger than, than 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 it had any reason to be. The park went bankrupt because they blew all their money on playtime theater. <laughs> they just dumped money into the super playtime explosion. They were like, "This is this is my opus." <laughs> I I imagine the park CEO was also like the play director. <laughs> that's the deep that's, lore yep, that you're always great. telling. Is Axe always telling Andrea the deep lore, and that's one of the pieces. That's wonderful. I adore that. <laughs> Okay, we've got a couple scenes. Yeah. Hmm. I think I would like... I think I really want to build off of is any everyone else laughing. I think that feels good. Cool. Is, uh, and I think it is, it is Zach Young watching this. Not young necessarily, maybe in his teens, like is, is older than the intended audience and is like watching it laughing and eating some popcorn. Is Andrea there? Ooh. Let's have this be your little scene, actually. I like that. I really like that. Um I think it's I think it is it is it is a long shot of Zach like watching this and laughing and like kinda like like looking around and like real like it's it's the moment when you realize you're laughing for a different reason than everyone else. Ooh, yeah. Oh, and there's this slight sense of loneliness that comes with it, right? There's this sense that, oh, like, we're not all having the same experience here. And it's it's a thing that, like, feels special, but also feels very, very lonely in that way of, oh, I thought that I was part of this group, but, like, I am experiencing things differently. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, Jeff. <laughs> and then I think, like, after a while, I just quietly eat a little bit more popcorn look around slink backwards towards like the main walkway and like go off to join you at the at the zipway yeah no that's good i think okay let's make let's make andrea scene a bit of a vignette as well i think um maybe i'm I'm gonna pick buying the merch and i think we're going to reverse this a little bit because what happens is Maybe we get a glimpse of that fateful last time that Andrea was at the park uh, that feels like that pivot point in her life. And you weren't here with her at the park this time. I think this is a separate visit. You weren't here. It was just her. Doesn't feel quite the same. But of course, she goes to Playtime Theater because that's what you would have done. Um, She looks over at the merch. There's that hat. And she just doesn't doesn't get anything, leaves without a souvenir. And I think she just thinks about that for a long time. That'll be the same. I love that. I love that a lot. All right. So in adulthood, uh, our elements are we've got light through the roof gaps, old costumes backstage, evidence of squatters, a basement under the stage, molded seats and musty smells, and a good scare. Can there be old costumes backstage <laughs> oh there's got to be old costumes backstage there's no doubt i molded seats and musty smells is the exact like sensory thing that i'm getting <laughs> so that feels extremely correct great um let's grab a basement under the stage who knows what who knows what zach knows about the basement under the stage too much oh i've heard i've heard legends <laughs> do you have a prompt you want to pull on i kind of like the idea that we're a little underprepared 
might want to grab not enough flashlights. That feels good. Okay. So I think um, I think we've wandered over to this part of the park, and uh, I knew that we'd have to go in, but it never really occurred to me that it wouldn't be, you know, what it used to be. And so I I didn't bring anything. <laughs> uh, so I'm peering into the doorway, and and Andrea turns to Zach, and she's like, "We can't go in there. It is so dark." Uh, and I think Zach stands there for a moment and is like, oh yeah, no, it's a terrible idea to go in there. Like, we definitely can't. And like, as he's saying that, he's quietly reaching down and grabbing a mascot head and just kind of holding it in his hand directly at Andrea as he's like, terrible idea. I mean, who knows what's waiting for us down there. It just is such a, it's a, it's a terrible idea and we should really just leave, right? Are you daring me? Are you? I'm. Oh my God! Are you no, referencing saying, the big dare from Super Playtime Explosion? Don't pull out I, SPE on me. I am merely saying that. Uh, I'm merely saying that if if Goofum did not don the mega cape and answer the call to action, then all of the nine realms would have been engulfed in flame. They really put too much work into that show. Oh my god, everything is an allegory with you. <laughs> we can, okay. Alright, fine. If you're gonna quote Goofum, uh, can't be, can't believe you remember his name. Uh, you don't, you don't remember Goofums? You don't remember, you don't remember Goofum in the Goof Squad? Well, I mean, you did say Goofum a lot. It's kind of seared into my brain. Well, yeah, that's because, that's because Goofum and his best friends Buggo, Schlummy, and Chad. They were they were an essential group. (laughs) Okay, all right, you've convinced me. But let's just let's just be careful, okay? Oh, I mean, we're always careful. We were careful on the Ferris wheel. Oh, so careful. And then they go in immediately. Trips. I think immediately, like trips on a step, (laughs) like barely catches himself. (laughs) Great. Uh, I'm good with that. I'm I'm good with that. I know the scene that I want to pull, especially because it seems like it's going to be our last scene, and I know what I want to end on. Please. I think, um, if I can set it up before I pull the prompt. Yeah. I think we're, like, exploring the basement. Uh, we're poking around. Um, I, I like we. I think we, we poke around for a while, and it just kind of seems like there's some boxes and stuff, and there's, like, a palpable moment where Zach is kind of like... Damn, I heard legends about this place. This is not what I was hoping for. <laughs> and like finds a light switch uh and flips it and the disco lights still work. Oh my god. And um Zach kind of smiles and his eyes go wide again. And like um, you know, he kind of like gestures for Andrea to make her way back to make our way back upstairs and when she does, the music playing is the is the spooky is the park music from the uh-huh. uh from the from the ferris wheel and i'd like to pull the prompt of your your private dance party i think that like i think that in a way that is significantly less cool than an adult who has become like (laughs) a cool adult like offers a hand to dance and is like is like you know while we're here Ooh, interesting yeah i think i think that zach catches andrea like midway through a joke she's like She's laughing and she's like, did you bring a generator or something? And then like, sees your hand outstretched. 
and all there is is the sound of the spooky monster music from the dancing just a a long dance to the monster mash (laughs) uh but she's a good sport about it i think um wonders to herself how much of the earlier conversation you intuited takes takes your hand and i think that like the two of us just like have like somewhere but like uh, uh as much of a slow dance as you can kind of have to uh to the monster mash um but like is dancing slowly and just kind of like midway through the song goes so do we make plans after this and something feels different i think andrea's like the park will be gone after this well i mean i meant after this tonight like not like not like i mean like you're right and kind of like pauses and looks around a little bit <laughs> but like tonight, did we make plans tonight? How do you follow up this? <laughs> Dinner? Dinner. You're asking me out in the playtime theater. Y- you know, there's music, there's lights. Uh, Why not? She looks you square, square in the eye and says, you know what? I can do dinner. And can you pay? Because I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't bring my card. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I believed you. <laughs> I I know, and that's why I had to clarify. I saw your face. I saw the. I saw that look, and I was like, "Not the time. Not the time, Zach." It was pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. That's, that was not a good. Start. I reckon. I register that, and that's why I. You know, sometimes you need to course correct. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've all been there. Uh, and I think if if I think that we just kind of like zoom out on uh, the two of us dancing as the. We see, maybe we see like a, we zoom out as the two of us are dancing and we see like an outside shot of the park and we see that there are like demolition trucks yeah. and bulldozers parked in one of the parking lots and we just get this long shot of the park as we pull away from it and I think that might be game. I think so. Beautiful. Wonderful. Incredible. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for this. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's uh. Would it be too much to say it's an honor? Feels like one. No, I I, appre- I appreciate hearing that. It is not something that I will ever be tired of hearing, and so I truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, this game ruled. It put the biggest smile on my face. It hit me in the feels. It uh, it gave me everything that I wanted from the experience. That's extremely encouraging news. Um, I guess I should mention when it when it's available. Uh, it's it's on Kickstarter now, baby. <laughs> Until November fifteenth, uh, and then link, of course, uh, link in the show notes. Uh, if you want to go back it, please do so. Uh, yeah, and then in a couple months, when it's all slapped together, we'll uh, we'll have it up on itch and uh, drive through RPG. So there you go. You too could be in a weird abandoned theme park. Who doesn't want to be in a weird abandoned theme park? They rule. I'm heading out to one right now. That, oh, that kicks ass. I'm, I'm not. Um, That'd be cool, though. Oh, that's this. I, <laughs> I, I, I got so ex- I got. I don't know why I, why I believed that, but like in my heart, I was like, that rules. I actually like looked for abandoned theme parks within a hundred kilometers of me, and it's it's slim pickings, Jeff. <laughs> that's 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 tragic. I, I, that's I that's the real tragedy. <laughs> uh that's heartbreaking. Kurt, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. This was incredible. Thank you so much for having me. So real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you, your work, and the game online? Sure. Uh, Well, my name is Kurt Ruffling. 
Uh, and I can be found at Kurt Reffling on Twitter. Really went with a straight shot on that one. Uh, my games can be found at a smoldering lighthouse at itch.io, uh, which is extremely hard to remember. So just search up my game, Knots in the Sky. It should come up pretty quickly. Uh, well, thank you so again for doing the show. This was a delight. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap things up. Take a future me. Thanks, Bass Me, and thanks again to Kurt for coming on to the show. Oh, what a game. Like, what a game, what an experience, what a story. I just love this game so, so very, very much, and it's it's something really special. It's got a really special energy, and I, and I love it. I really, really do. Be sure to check the show notes for a link to the Kickstarter for Here We Used to Fly, and be sure to follow Kurt on Twitter at Kurt Raffling. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash party of one podcast. Other places you can support the show include on Discord at bit.ly slash party of one discord. On Tumblr at party of one pod.tumblr.com. On TikTok at party of one podcast. Or signing up for the party of one newsletter at tinyurl.com slash party of one newsletter. And of course, if you like the show and want to support it, there are a lot of ways to do that. Uh, you can financially support the show at patreon.com slash jeffstormer or ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. You can leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Podchaser. You can tell a friend about the show, like the show on social media. Uh, I don't know, say a nice thing about us in public. There's a lot of things you can do, and all of them make my day. Or you can go to bit.ly slash partyofonemerch and buy a Party of One t-shirt. That also makes my day. And finally, if you're looking for other podcasts, check out All My Fantasy Children, a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network, where my best friend Eric Catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt, spin it into an original fantasy character, and populate a shared universe one story at a time. You can find that every uh, week-ish at OneShotPodcast.com. Or check out Yazeba's Bed and Breakfast, a slice-of-life actual play about a heartless witch, a comfortable house, and all of the many people making their homes inside. You can find that at tinyurl.com slash Yazeba's podcast. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D slugger. With additional music for this episode coming from the song March of the Spoons by Kevin McLeod. And the Party of One logo, as always, is designed by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show's guest or about press coverage of the show, email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And unless I am mistaken, I'm pretty sure that's all we do here. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.